Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Toby, our eldest son, has recently started playing football at... at Uh, for one of our local teams and a couple of weeks ago we had our first game where the weather outside was absolutely horrible. As a result I spent the whole Saturday morning stood outside in the pouring rain and as I helped some of the other parents set up for the match we were joking together that there's no such thing as bad weather, there's just being unprepared. At this point, I was feeling quite smug about myself. I felt like I was prepared. I had my waterproof jacket on. I had my waterproof trousers on. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it turned out that there was quite a lot that could go wrong. I had put waterproofs on, but I quickly realised that the old trainers that I'd worn were not anything but waterproof and I soon found like, felt like I was walking on water every time I took a step. Not only that, I then realised that as I went out I thought it was a nice spring morning, it was not going to be that cold, but as my hands got wet they started to get really cold and I hadn't got any gloves to warm them back up again. I'd taken an extra t-shirt for Toby thinking that'll be enough to keep him warm because he's going to be running around all morning but he spent the whole morning feeling freezing cold. Uh, Despite our finest attempts to be prepared we'd failed and it all made the morning a little less enjoyable than it would have been had we been better prepared for the weather. This lesson is true for all of us though. If you want to achieve or do something, then we all need to be prepared. If you're gonna cook dinner today after this service, you need to have been prepared and gone and got some food shopping before you start to cook. If you're going to do a DIY project or something around the house, you need to ensure that you've got the right tools before you are to and that you're prepared to do the job if you decide that you want to raise some money money for charity by doing a sponsored skydive and you have the some desire to throw yourself out of a plane you need to be prepared before you start and make sure that you have your parachute on your back because skydiving without a parachute is just falling and it will only end in failure. If you want to achieve or do something, you need to be prepared. And it's the same with following Jesus. If we want to follow Jesus and go where he has called us to go, then we need to ensure that we are equipped and prepared to follow him. Today, there is good news. God has given us all the equipment that we need to live for him as he calls us out of this pandemic. As we receive this equipment that we are given by the Holy Spirit, we can know that we have been empowered to achieve all that he has called us to do. So today we are going to spend some time looking at how Jesus has equipped us. 
What does this equipment allow us to do and how can we receive it so that we can fulfill the call that God has given to each one of us? We have been equipped by the gift of the Holy Spirit and that gift is powerful. It might be helpful to understand a little bit of the context as we come to look at this passage together. Jesus has died and risen again. He's then ascended and gone up into heaven. And as he leaves his disciples behind on earth, his final instructions to them in Luke 24 are this. He says to them, stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus does not expect us to change the world on our own. In fact, without the Holy Spirit following Jesus and being one of his disciples would be totally impossible. How could we possibly in all of our humanity really achieve the things of God on our own? It's impossible. Humans are not God. Our power, our abilities are limited. I'm regularly reminded of my own need for the Spirit to come and equip me as a follower of Jesus, and I'm sure that you are too. I may be able to provide a compelling argument. I might even be able to write a sermon and to be able to speak to you this morning, but the power is the power of the Spirit that convicts and transforms people's heart. I could never change your opinion on my own. It is the Spirit of God that does that. I can try and be nice to people, but nice will only get you so far. Love is what is truly needed, and it is the Spirit of God that enables us to love one another. Even this week in our church, I've come across obstacles that are impossible for me or for us to be able to solve and overcome on our own. It's going to take the Spirit of God moving amongst us to overcome these challenges. Ultimately, we are constrained by our humanity, but Jesus isn't constrained by anything. And he's just proven how unconstrained he is as he died and then rose again, defeating the power of death forevermore. And now he, in all his freedom, unconstrained by anything, invites us to wait and receive the power that will come from on high. So today we find the disciples gathered together, waiting, just as Jesus had instructed them. And as they gather, the force of nature enters and fills the whole house with a sound of gushing wind and as tongues of fire descend on those gathered together. These are raw untamable, powerful forces that are rich images in the Bible. We see Elijah demonstrating the power of God to the prophets of Baal in the Old Testament as he offers a sacrifice to God. 
And as he offers his sacrifice, the fire descends from heaven. And this fire is so strong and so hot and so powerful that it not only burns the sacrifice that Elijah has offered, but also the stones of the altar and the water that was drenched over the altar before uh, Elijah made his sacrifice. We see Jesus's authority over the wind and the waves as he calms the storm and we hear how the disciples were lost in awe at his power and his authority. As the Spirit descended upon the disciples, it took a natural form. You don't get much more natural than wind and fire. Yet this was not just any wind and fire. This was no natural event. It was a supernatural moment. As the Spirit comes, we see the creative power of God come down from heaven and reveal his presence amongst his disciples. This Pentecost Sunday, God has promised to equip us and he has equipped us with power from on high. This is not power to take over the world. It's not power that we might be able to force our way and our will onto everyone else. This is not some kind of power trip that Jesus offers to us, but it is power to be able to do something different in this world. It's power to continue to, to continue the work that Jesus has already started amongst us. It is power to continue to be God's representatives in the world. It's power for his kingdom, his glory and his will to be done. How easy it can be for us to doubt our own abilities, to recognise the limitations of our own strengths. We all have them, we are all limited, as we've already said, just by our sheer humanity, if nothing else. But this Pentecost Sunday, may we know that we have not been called out to go in our own strength, but we have been equipped and empowered by the power of God and that power is more than anything that we will ever need. Jesus has power over all things and he has given his power to us through the presence of his spirit. So as we look to the future, we can be full of confidence because we have all received the power that we need as Jesus calls us to follow him. Not only is the gift of the Holy Spirit powerful, but it is also transformational. I've always been useless at languages. My sister can speak about five different languages and spends her days teaching others to be able to speak them too, but I have never had that gift. Those of you who know me well will know that English is often a bigger struggle for me as much as it is anything else, let alone trying to learn other languages as well. 
So if today I suddenly started speaking to you in pure fluent Spanish or Chinese, you might be a little bit shocked. Yet this is exactly what happened as the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples. It transformed them. Firstly, there was the very obvious transformation of their speech. All of a sudden, they were speaking in different languages and people were able to understand them. But this is made all the more impressive that these guys who are speaking in different languages were from Galilee. And Galileans were well known for being uncultured. In other words, they were not natural linguists. They were much more like me than they were my sister. These are the last people you would expect to suddenly start speaking in a fluent foreign language. As the disciples spoke, they left the people amazed. I love this image. Ordinary, uncultured fishermen and people from Galilee were speaking and leaving people amazed as they heard what they had to say. Do you know, you may feel ordinary, you may feel uncultured, you may feel like you don't have many gifts to offer, but you have the potential to be amazing today. God made us. He's given us all natural abilities and gifts and talents, yet we were never made just to be defined by our own natural gifts. God is the God of transformation and he wants us to do amazing, or he wants to do amazing things through you. As the Spirit of God comes upon us and equips us, no longer will people just see our own abilities, but they will see our abilities transformed by the power of the Spirit moving within us. And as they see that transformation, they will be left amazed at the sight of what God is doing in us. Like most people, I have plenty of inferiority complexes. I wish I were more eloquent. I wish I was not dyslexic, but to name just a few. This year, I have found myself, as I'm sure many of us have, facing situations that I was totally unprepared and unequipped to deal with. Yet through it all, I've held on to that truth that I may struggle to do this in my own ability, but I'm not defined by my own ability. God is with me and he's equipping me for this moment. Jesus has given me the gift of his spirit. He's given you the gift of his spirit and he is transforming and equipping us to be the people that he has needed us to be at this moment. With him, I may well be weak, but I, he can do more than I could ever dream or imagine, even in my weakness. And the same is true for you. Never should we say to God, I can't or we can't do this. 
it might be true in our own strength we might be unable to be able to do this but but today we are celebrating and can stand firm in the knowledge that we are no longer defined by our own strength because we have been transformed by the spirit of god at work in each of us and i can't do it attitude only limits our faith in what God might be able to do through us. As we're called out of this pandemic, may we not limit ourselves by our own abilities and our own gifts, as valuable as these are, but may we embrace the transformational gift of God's Spirit. For as his spirit moves in us, people will not only encounter us, but they will be left to see God in us. And as people see God in us, they will be left amazed at what they see. The transformation of the spirit goes deeper than our gifts and our own abilities, though. As the Spirit comes upon Peter, he speaks and tells the message of Jesus, who not only enabled the crowd to hear what they were saying, but also enabled the transformation of everyone in this world through his sacrifice and death on the cross, followed by his resurrection three days later. As people heard the message of Jesus uh, that Peter shared with them in the verses in between our two readings today, and I encourage you to go and uh, read over that this week. They heard of Jesus's love. They heard of his grace, of his forgiveness. And as we're told in verse 37, they were cut to the heart. Another way of saying this is that they had their opinion of Jesus transformed as they saw the full extent of who Jesus was and what he had done for them. Jesus offers transformation to us all and through his spirit we are all able to experience that transformation today. So this morning, if you are struggling to get by in your own strength, if you're full of doubt and questions, if you're aware of your failure and weaknesses, please can I invite you to experience the life-transforming gift of Jesus through his spirit given to everyone who puts their faith in him today. I promise you, if you make space for Jesus this morning, if you welcome his spirit into your life today, your life will never be the same again and you will never look back. Jesus offers us transformation through his spirit and the gift of his spirit is available and receivable to each and every one of us today. The gift of God's Spirit wasn't just for those who were in the room as the wind blew and as the tongues descended upon them that first Pentecost Sunday. 
The Holy Spirit empowered that room and that church to go out and to proclaim and to reveal the hope and life of Jesus to all around them. And as people heard about Jesus, we've already heard how they were cut to the heart by what they heard and they wanted to know, well, how should we respond if this is who Jesus is, if this is the transformation that he has uh, uh, revealed and enabled us to experience? How do we respond? Peter offered three simple steps that would enable them to receive this gift of God's Spirit in their lives. Firstly, he calls them to repent, to recognise their failures and their mistakes, to turn away from them and to turn back to Jesus and live their lives as he has called them. Next, he calls them to be baptised. Baptism is a public declaration of belief. In other words, to receive the gift of God's Spirit in our lives, we need to decide what we believe and then live it out. We need to say, Jesus, I believe in you and I'm going to spend my life living for you. And finally, having repented and believed in Jesus, all you need to do is receive. So often in life, the best equipment is the most expensive. I'm a bit of a magpie. I always want some of the best equipment and uh, it always is well out of my price range. But the greatest gift that you could ever receive is completely free. All you need to do is to sign up for it. All you need to do is to receive it. You do not have to earn the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is a gift that is given to you. You can receive it and you can receive it today. As we emerge from this pandemic, God is continuing to call us out to be his church. But we have not been left to face this task on our own. We have, not, we have been given all that we need. The question for each one of us is, will we, we receive it? Will we receive that gift that God has given to each one of us? And will we play our part? This morning, I invite you once again to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. May you know his power at work in you. May you receive uh, the transformation that he wants to bring about in your life. And as we look to the future, may we do so full of confidence that Jesus is at work building his kingdom, transforming our community and revealing his life and his hope through his spirit at work in us. Let's pray together. Father God, this morning we want to thank you for the gift of your spirit, for the power that we can rely on, for the transformation that we can encounter. And Lord, this morning, whether we've been in church and followers of you for decades, 
or whether today is the first time, I just want to create a space to pray this simple prayer, a prayer that has been around throughout the history of the church, and that is come Holy Spirit. This morning, as we're watching this, wherever you might be, can I just invite you to make that prayer your own? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, reveal your power in my life. Come, transform me, we pray. Equip me for the things that you have laid on my heart, that you have called me to. Equip me to share the transformational message of Jesus with this world. Holy Spirit, we are dependent upon you. We cannot do anything in our own strength. So we once again invite you to come and fan yourself into flame amongst us. Set your church on fire that we might see your kingdom established amongst us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.